This is a download of Chicago Audio Works, the podcast of the University of Chicago Press. For more information, go to the website, www.press.uchicago.edu. Hello and welcome to the Chicago Audio Works, the podcast of the University of Chicago Press. I'm your host, Chris Gondak, and today I'll be speaking with Keith Koneman, the author of First Son, the biography of Richard M. Daly. Keith Koneman is a third-generation Chicagoan. He holds advanced degrees from Harvard University, the University of Chicago, and Northwestern University, and writes on Chicago politics, history, and culture for the Huffington Post. Keith Koneman, thanks so much for taking time to talk to the Chicago Audio Works today. Oh, it's my pleasure. This should be fun. I guess the first thing we should do is get the lay of the land. There were two Mayor Dailies, the father and the son. So how should we refer to them in this interview to keep everybody straight? Uh, well, the first Mayor Daly, uh, who was mayor of Chicago from 1955 to ne- 1976, his legal name is Richard J. Daly, um, and his uh, friends called him Dick Daly. Uh, the second Mayor Daly, uh, who was mayor of Chicago from 1989 to 2011, uh, his legal name is Richard M. Daly, and his friends called him Rich Daly. So let's talk a little bit about that relationship. Rich Daly's father, the Honorable Richard J. Daly, or Dick Daly, was mayor of Chicago from 1955 to 1976. What did Rich Daly learn about the job from watching his father? Uh, well, R- Rich Daly uh, studied his father's career very closely, and I I believe that he drew lessons on, on both what to do and what, what not to do. Uh, on the positive side... Uh, the younger Daly learned a couple things. One, um, in terms of politics, was that any time a group of, uh, of people is strong enough to carry a voting district, you as a politician should generally try to support their positions. And a good example of that would be in 1989 uh, in an area of Chicago called Lakeview. Uh, uh, the the uh, gay people um, were strong enough to carry that district, and, and Rich Daly uh, was an early supporter of uh, of their views, uh, and he he got overwhelming uh, support um, from gay voters uh, in the 1989 election. Uh, a second lesson he learned from his po- father is that uh, voters generally place a higher value on on concrete services than uh, uh, highfalutin ideologies. Uh, the first mayor Daly used to say. Uh, don't worry if they're Democrats or Republicans. Give them service and they'll become Democrats. And, and, and from this, I think uh, the second uh, daily, Rich Daly, learned that voters cared about uh, sort of just basic city services, garbage collection, snow removal, street lighting, paving, things like that. And if you did a really good job with those things, um, uh, you'll get a lot of support. Um, the son also learned uh, a lot from his father's mis- mistakes. Uh, when Rich Daly first ran for mayor in 1983, um, the Daily name uh, was associated with a lot of negative political images, uh, declining racial relations, corruption, uh, the intolerance of a, a political boss at the, at the 1968 Democratic National Convention. Uh, those are some of the negative legacies of, of Richard J. Daley, the first mayor Daley. Uh, and his son, uh, when he became mayor, uh, tried to sort of repair the mistakes of his father's. He tried to improve race relations, tried to fix the public schools and public housing. Uh, so, so Rich Daly sort of plugged away for actually more than two decades trying to, uh, to, to finish the unfinished business of the, of the Daly family. Richard M. Daly was born in the neighborhood of Bridgeport in Chicago, and his father lived there for many years. What do we need to know about the neighborhood of Bridgeport in order to understand the Daly's? 
Uh, that, that's a great question. Bridgeport is very important to the dailies, and it's very important uh, to Chicago politics. With regard to Rich Daly, he, he grew up, uh, he was born in 1942, so he grew up in Bridgeport uh, in the 40s into the 50s. And Bridgeport uh, at that time was very, very Catholic. Um, almost 100% of the people there uh, uh, were Catholic. So that was a very strong influence. And in the neighborhood that Rich Daly grew up in, almost everyone was Irish. So it was Irish and Catholic. And um, the community was a very strong community, but uh, it had strength and weaknesses. Uh, most of the uh, people there uh, were blue collar, so they worked in uh, places like the Union Stockyards, or they had jobs, uh, many, many of them, with the city of Chicago, working as uh, people like uh, policemen and firemen and bus drivers and things like that. So it was a community that really uh, supported each other. They helped people get jobs. They helped people take care of their kids. If they had financial problems, they helped each other. So that's that's obviously a, a positive of, of the Bridgecourt community where Daly grew up. But in other ways, it was very insular and, and very parochial, uh, sort of very leery of outsiders. Outsiders defined as sort of anyone who doesn't live in in Bridgeport, anyone who's not Catholic, anyone who's not Irish. So uh, this was a worldview that um, goes way back in Bridgeport for, for all these uh, uh, Irish Catholic uh, uh, Chicago mayors. But it definitely uh, influenced uh, sort of Rich Daly's uh, worldview when he was younger. And I, he actually, it took him uh, quite a long time, I, I believe, to, to outgrow that worldview. Uh, and it wasn't really until his father died. And his father died in 1976 when uh, Rich Daly was 34 years old. So it wasn't really until after his father died when Rich Daly was in his sort of late 30s and early 40s that he really uh, moved uh, dramatically away from that, that worldview. How did Dick Daly's death affect his son, Rich? You know, Rich's uh, reputation after his father died took a really dramatic turn. Uh, before his father died, he'd been known um, in Chicago and Illinois politics uh, as uh, uh, as someone who had a great sense of entitlement, someone who was a bit of a of a bully, and who sort of uh, put, pushed pushed other politicians and other public servants around. Uh, someone who uh, was sort of a parochial South Sider who was really obs- obsessed with with politics rather than um, uh, sort of policy and the public good. But after his father died um, in in sort of the late 70s and early 80s, uh, Rich Daly uh, really had a dramatic transformation. Um, He he started to really focus on public policy issues, um, things like, you know, nursing homes and and things where there was not a lot of political upside but where he could actually really help people. He also, when he became state's attorney in 1980, uh, started to uh, develop his own sort of track record of accomplishments. And so I think that started to build on his reputation as someone interested in public policy. He became known as a very good manager of the state's attorney's office. He appointed really high-quality professionals, um, you know, people like John Schmidt, uh, Dick Devine, uh, Bill Kunkel, Kathy Ryan. And, he, and he, he sort of managed the state's attorney's office on a very nonpartisan pa- basis. So the combination of uh, developing a re- reputation as a good manager and someone who really cared about public policy uh, really began over time uh, to change people's view of him. Now, people who follow national politics more than Chicago politics may be better acquainted with Rich's brother, Bill Daley, who's currently the White House Chief of Staff. Could you talk a little bit about the relationship between Rich and Bill Daley? Over the last four decades, uh, Bill Daley has been his brother's most uh, important uh, advisor professionally. And he's really uh, played uh, two roles uh, for Rich Daley, the mayor of Chicago. One, as a, as a sort of a political uh, consigliore, 
uh, or, or a trusted advisor. Uh, and second is a, a, a public speaker uh, for the Daily Family who sort of deals with the press and, and deals with the media. Um, the first role, uh, I, I would say, for Bill Daly uh, as a political uh, advisor to his brother has been very, very positive. Uh, and the, the second role is, is sort of a public speaker for the Daly family is much more uh, controversial, at least from my perspective. Uh, Bill Daly has really been sort of the spin master for the Daly family. But, but, but with regard to the first uh, role as uh, Rich Daly, his brother's uh, best political advisor, a couple things. Bill Daly, first of all, is, is very, very talented uh, a political operator. He really understands um, uh, how to win elections, first of all, and, and, and secondly, really understands um, the intersection between uh, politics, which is winning elections, and public policy, which is actually sort of doing good for the, the, the people you're supposed to serve. And, and, and Bill Daly is, is, is you know, one of the best in the country at those, uh, certainly for the Democratic Party. And, and the question is, well, why is Bill Daly good at that? First of all, he he really has great judgment and has keen political insights, and um, yeah, you know, that's hard to come by. Uh, second, he's very honest and loyal, uh, particularly uh, to his brother, and has always given uh, sort of served his brother's uh, best interests as a political advisor. Uh, and in fact, Bill Daly ran his brother's most important political campaigns of his career. Uh, he he uh, ran uh, the 1980 election uh, for state's attorney, which his brother wrong. He ran the 1989 uh, campaign for mayor and the 1991 campaigns for mayor, which really uh, established Rich, Rich Daly uh, as the most important political figure, certainly in Chicago and probably in Illinois. So his brother ran those campaigns and did it very, very skillfully. Uh, secondly, uh, Bill Daley, sort of on his own, developed uh, a, a national uh, political reputation with links to the National Democratic Party and became very close to people like Bill Clinton, Joe Biden, Barack Obama. And so over the course of Rich Daley's career, his brother's uh, links to these national political figures in the Democratic Party uh, have you know, become very useful uh, to his brother Rich as mayor of Chicago. You know, on the second role, um, as the Daly family's sort of public spin master, um, you know, I, I'd have to be a little tougher uh, on Bill Daly there. Um, you know, particularly with regard to the Chicago media, uh, my my view is that Bill Daly's uh, uh, sort of perspective or spin on the Daly family's uh, sort of decisions uh, and mistakes has been given sort of too much um uh, unexamined weight, if you will. He says things, and they just the, the, the Chicago media take take it at face value when they really should be a lot tougher on him uh, and on the Daly family. When you look at people who are in the Obama administration, I'll just throw out some names: Bill Daly, Rahm Emanuel, current mayor of Chicago, who used to be the chief of staff, David Axelrod, Valerie Jarrett. It's not hard to find people who cut their teeth in the Rich Daly administration now in the Obama White House. But it seems to me the most interesting relationship between the Obama White House and the Daly administration was that relationship between Rich Daley and then State Senator Barack Obama. How would you characterize their relationship? Yeah, this is really a great story. Just a... a, a uh, is Barack Obama would not be president of the United States if he had not started if he had started his political career in any other city than Rich Daly, Chicago. Yeah, you know, Chicago has a great uh, uh, business community, black business community, and a great uh, black political community. But uh, the rise of Obama uh, in politics and, and as president of the United States is very linked in uh, with his relationship uh, with Rich Daly's political Chicago. So, two people uh, who uh, were proteges of Rich Daly in Chicago, David Axelrod, who's a a media guru. He's a, a very a brilliant uh, political me media advisor. Uh, grew up uh, advising Rich Daly, and then uh, 
uh, you know, helped Barack Obama to become president of the United States. And then Valerie Jarrett, uh, who um, grew up, um, again, as a protege of Rich Daly in the Daly administration, uh, sort of uh, adopted Barack Obama and introduced him to really uh, sort of uh, powerful uh uh, political donors, uh, black business people, media people in Chicago. And, uh, you know, these people, David Axelrod and Valerie Jarrett, were uh, truly, truly integral uh, to Obama's uh, election victory as president in 2008. But in terms of uh, Rich Daly himself, he did not actively sort of support Obama until very late, after Obama won the Democratic primary for uh, United States Senator in 2004, Daley uh, sort of got on the Obama bandwagon and helped him. Um, and, and if you if you look at the the rationale for the two men, it's very interesting. Obama was an extremely extremely uh, ambitious man and extremely uh, a- ambitious politician, and so he for years was trying to uh, to get uh, Rich Daley uh, to support him in his career. Um, uh, and particularly when he's running for Senate and, and for president. Uh, and and Daley uh, 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 didn't actually help Obama until uh, it was clear that Obama had a good chance of going uh, to Washington, D.C. as senator. And Daley, uh, at that time, in 2004, would, would much rather have had this talented uh, African-American politician in Washington, D.C., than back home in Chicago as a potential uh, challenger uh, for mayor. Uh, uh, I don't know if you know this, but uh, when ba- Barack Obama first came to Chicago in the mid-1980s, when Harold Washington uh, was still mayor of Chicago, uh, his political goal, his political dream was actually to become mayor of Chicago, um, and not president of the United States. What do you believe was Rich Daly's greatest achievement as mayor, and what was his greatest failure? Uh, well, I think Rich Daly will go down as uh, uh, a, a very important mayor for Chicago and arguably one of the most important uh, mayors in um, American history. I think his greatest accomplishment uh, is the transformation of Chicago from sort of a Midwest uh, uh, Rust Belt city into a global city, a, a powerful and sophisticated global city. Uh, and that occurred over uh, several decades, but it's very, very important. Today, Chicago is considered uh, one of the most important urban centers in the world. I mean, it's 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 considered up there with places like London, Tokyo, Hong Kong, New York. Uh, and, and I think Daly really helped uh, to pull off this evolution. He was uh, both a pro-business mayor and a pro-culture mayor, uh, which is unusual, and it's hard to be both. But uh, global cities uh, have powerful economies and powerful culture. Um, uh, the the, uh, the creation of Millennium Park is, is really the physical manifestation of Chicago's evolution from a Rust Belt city into a global city. Uh, but the phenomenon had impact uh, uh, across a wide variety of things, like across the economy, across education and universities, across cuisine, culture. Uh, so it, it, it's a really, really important accomplishment. And I think 50 or 100 years from now, uh, Rich Daly, the second mayor Daly, is going to be remembered for, for this, for this accomplishment, transforming Chicago from a Rust Belt city into a global city. Uh, his greatest failure, uh, I, I think, is uh, not retiring in 2003. I think he stayed on for two, uh, for eight years too long, for, for two ter- uh, terms too many. Uh, if if, if uh, Rich Daly would have retired in 2003, almost all of the elements of his positive legacy would have been in place at that time. And some of his mistakes and some of his sort of negative legacies uh, might not have existed. So uh, sort of the midnight destruction of, of Meg's Field probably wouldn't have happened. Some of the corruption in city government uh, probably wouldn't have happened. And uh, some of the sort of financial mismanagement and, and the pension crisis probably wouldn't have happened. So 
Uh, his greatest accomplishment is the transformation of Chicago into a global city, and his greatest mistake is not uh, uh, retiring in 2003 when, when he probably should have. Keith Kahneman, the author of First Son, the biography of Richard M. Daly, thanks so much for being on the Chicago Audio Works today. Thanks, Chris. I enjoyed it. For more information about this and other titles, please visit our website at press.uchicago.edu. Don't forget you can find the University of Chicago Press on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash University of Chicago Press. And you can also follow us on Twitter, where we are at UChicagoPress. Also, if you'd like to follow the author, Keith Koneman, on Twitter, he is at Daily, D-A-L-E-Y, biographer. Thanks for listening to this download from the University of Chicago Press. Your comments and questions are always welcome, and the email address for the show is publicity at press.uchicago.edu. Copyright 2012, the University of Chicago Press, all rights reserved.